Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. All right, God bless everybody. God bless. Welcome to our lunchtime live. We are about to get started to do our weekly recap of our online Bible study. Right now, we are in the Psalms, and it is my favorite. I love it so much. And we are unlocking the power with prayer and praise. So, thank you for joining us today. We're going to get started in a couple of minutes. Hey, Mama Pops, good to see you over here on Instagram. Uh, I see Gidget. I saw Yazir um, on a Facebook. So when you are connected, let me know. Say hello in the chat. Let me know that you can hear me okay, see me okay, all that good stuff. Um, God bless you, Gidget. God bless you, Yazir. Thanks for joining. Um, and then anyone else, let me know where you're joining from. Um, give me those thumbs up. Use the chat function as much as possible. <laughs> hello. Um, because I do enjoy interacting with you guys, right? <laughs> so we are going to get started in just a couple of minutes. I'm going to pray and then we are going to jump right in. I'm just getting my Bible set up over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. God bless you. If you have a moment too, if you want to share this live, share it to your feed, um, that would be awesome. So we can get more people joining in today. Um, all right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love, your mercy that's new every morning. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to be able to study your word. Lord, I pray that you would continue to open up our eyes, our ears, um, our mouths, our hearts, our minds to be able to understand your word, to gain fresh revelation. Holy Spirit, come into every home, every place, every workplace, every car, wherever it is that every people are listening from, Father. Holy Spirit, uh, come and do what you do best. And that is bring revelation, bring understanding and ignite a fire within us to continue to seek you, to continue to worship you with all that we have, that we will go beyond the limits of what we think is just enough to please you and that we would go above and beyond and worship you with all that we have. Um, and Lord, I pray that you would take control. Lord, use me, Father God, put your words in my mouth. Holy Spirit, bring to memory things that you want me to say and let this be everything that you want to speak today, Father God. Lord, I, I present myself as a humble servant, as a vessel that you can use today in this hour, Father God. And Lord, I thank you. 
We give you all praise and honor and glory because I know that you're going to speak today, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So are we ready? I hope you have, if you're able to, truly set aside this time. It's awesome to grab your Bible, grab your journal, grab your paper, um, and make sure that we are are actively participating in this Bible study because God is going to deposit some nuggets in your life today. I promise you. Amen. So a uh, quick outline of our discussion. This is week three of our Psalms study. I'm going to do a quick recap of where we left off last time in our conversation, and then we're going to deep dive into the second half of Psalm chapter three. Uh, then we're going to get some key takeaways, some major points that I want to make sure that you are grabbing onto major truths, major kingdom keys. So you're grabbing onto them and then taking that to apply it to your daily life. Um, at the end, we'll talk about some next steps and announcements. And then if anyone has any prayer requests, please be sure to put them in the chat. You can even put them in the chat now. Uh, so that way when we get to the end, we can be sure that we have everything there. Um, and so that is what we're going to be doing. Amen. God bless you, Irene. I see you joining in here on Facebook as well. And Ilda, thank you for joining. Good to see you. All right. So what did we learn last time? We started our discussion about David, David, our sweet psalmist of Israel, um, the man after God's own heart. And that is a title that God himself gave to David. Uh, we also know that David was a mighty warrior. Of course, he's King David, um, but he was also a radical worshiper of God. And he prioritized spending time in the presence of the Lord. And it is because of that intimacy, because of that lifestyle of worship that he had with the Lord, that the Lord revealed so much to him and David knew so many kingdom secrets right that are revealed in these psalms that he wrote songs about that tell us about God's heart that tell us about God's will for our lives and about God's character and so um, some of the big kingdom keys that we talked about last week in order to unlock God's power in our lives number one is to always take time to worship even if you need to flee from your current circumstance to run into his presence do it that is what David did in the midst of persecution in the midst of rebellion in the midst of betrayal he ran to the presence of God and it's also important to have Selah moments right in the in Psalm 3 there's I think three times that Selah is written. So there's three moments of pause and reflection because when we pause and, and reflect in God's presence, God can speak to us. God can reveal things to us. He can also remind us of a truth. And so when we do that, we allow ourselves to be still and to know, to gain an understanding of who God is. And sometimes it's just that reminder that we need that God is in control. Now, once we get those revelations of truth or those reminders of truth, let's go ahead and sing that and declare that truth back to the Lord. So that way, when we're saying it with our mouths and we're declaring that truth and decreeing that truth, it quenches the fiery darts of the enemy's lies. And so one of the things that we saw that David did is that even though the, the enemy was saying, oh, no one's going to help David. He has no help in God any longer. No, he paused and said, no, God is my shield. And so I want us all to continue to remember this is a characteristic of God, that God is your shield. He is your wraparound protection. He is the one who is covering you on 
all sides. And so again, that was where we left off last week. That is what we talked about and where we're gonna continue to talk about today. So I hope you all are ready. Make sure you have your Bibles out. We're going to be in Psalm 3 again for this study. So as I mentioned before, where do we leave off? David had fled Jerusalem to worship God when his son Absalom was trying to overtake David's kingdom. And so he's betrayed by those closest to him, not only his son, but his advisors and he's fearing for his life. He David chooses to escape to the mountain where he worships God. He escapes to the presence of God and he prays and he writes the words of these of this song, Psalm 3. And so this is when Psalm 3 was written as he's crying barefoot, escaping for his life, but knowing where to run to, right? running to the presence of God. And so I want to actually go ahead and read all of Psalm 3 again. Uh, we focused last week on the first couple of verses, but we're going to get the whole picture uh, again. Only eight verses, so it's not going to take us very long. Uh, once again, Psalm 3, starting with the subheading that says, A Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son. And so it says, Lord, how they have increased to trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But you, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Selah. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O oh Lord. Save me, O oh my God. For you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. Amen. So we're picking up here in verse four, right? What did verse four, what happens here? David cried out. Verse four gives us a glimpse into the way that David worships God through his prayer and his praise in this moment. David cried out to the Lord with his voice. These are the details specifically written in this song. See, this was not a silent prayer. This wasn't even a soft, passive song. No, David was passionately vocal. The message translation actually says this verse says, with all my might, I shout up to God. With all my might, I shout up to God. See, David let out a mighty shout in this moment. He cried out with all his might. See, this wasn't an exception for David. This wasn't the only time that he cried out to the Lord. Lord. No, David always worships God with everything that he had. With all his might, that description, that was David's standard. David always worshiped the Lord with all his might. And how do we know that? There's a lot of evidence, but let me give you a couple of verses. 
Second Samuel 6, 14 says, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. See, it wasn't just a little like, oh God, you're good. Or that little two-step that sometimes we have, we're just in our benches and our pews, just like, Yes, hallelujah. No, he danced with all his might. Can you imagine him leaping? Can you imagine him twirling? Can you imagine him bowing down in this reflective, interpretive dance before the Lord? And he did it with all his might. He danced in such a way that he was tired when it was over, that he was, he left all of his heart out on the altar before God, that he led out everything that he had, that he no longer had any strength left. That's what it means to do something with all of your might, that at the end of it, you don't have any strength left. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if we go to church and come out the same way that we went in, that we do not feel like we've left it all at the altar. If we don't even have a, a hair out of place, I'm going to tell you that you're not worshiping God with all of your might. You're not dancing before the Lord like David did. If you still have your mascara in line, then I don't know, you might not have uh, given your all to the Lord in that moment. Because it wasn't just David. His worship in this way also motivated the ones around him to worship also with all of his might. How do I know that? Because it says it in First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 8. It says, then David and all Israel, and all Israel played music before God. With what? With all their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. This wasn't just David, but his high standard brought up the entire church, the entire population, the entire nation to come up to his level and to start playing music before the Lord with all of their might as well. And so just imagine this scene of all Israel doing all that they could, whether it was on an instrument, whether it was singing, whether it was dancing, they were worshiping God with all of their might. This was their standard. And this is where I think some of us lack. We lack. The church of today can lack an enthusiasm before the Lord. My God. Are we... Are we worshiping with all of our might? Are we praying before the Lord with all of our might? Are we dancing before the Lord with all of our might? Or can we barely open up our mouths? Can we barely lift up our hands before the Lord? I'm telling you that God, if God said that David was a man after his own heart, and this is the way that he worshiped God, that I think, that this should be our standard as well. Let's make passionate worship the standard again. Let's make passionate worship a type of worship that the entire church participates in. The way that David and all of Israel danced before the Lord and worship and sang and made music before God with all of their might. That let that be our standard across our nation. Because if God delighted in David's might, shouts of praise, then surely he'd like to hear us make a sound. Surely he would like us. He'd like to hear a little something from his people. 
Now you might say, Sarah, do we always gotta be that loud? Do we always gotta be that? No, of course not. There's always time to just sit before the presence. That's why we have these sila moments. But there's also plenty of evidence in the word of God. There's plenty of evidence in this very same passage that is totally acceptable to shout to God. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it is totally acceptable. So be loud before the presence. It is totally acceptable to lift up our prayer and praise in great passion. God wants to hear us. Other verses, Isaiah 58, 1, a prophet of Israel, one of the greatest prophets, Isaiah, says, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Surely a trumpet does not make a soft sound. He didn't say lift up your voice like a not even like a tiny little flute, right? Which God still likes flutes. I'm not saying nothing wrong about flutes, but he says, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Lift up your voice in a way that it can be heard from miles around. Lift up your voice like a trumpet that it brings a call to worship, that it summons a war cry, that it spare nothing. Spare nothing when you cry out. That is what it means when you worship with all of your might, that you are sparing no cost, that you are crying aloud and you are sparing not. David also wrote in Psalm chapter five, verse three, he says, my voice, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning I will direct it, my voice to you, and I will look up. God is waiting to hear your voice. He's waiting to hear you in the morning. He's waiting for you to direct your voice to him every single day. Now, Charles Spur Spurgeon once wrote, surely silent prayers are heard. Yes, good men often find that even in secret, they pray better aloud than they do when they utter no vocal sound. And I think that's true. There are certainly plenty of times where the situation where I'm laying in bed and I just have a thought that's a prayer. Yes, does God hear that? For sure, 100%. But if I allow myself to then get up out of that bed, go into my office, go into my prayer corner and kneel down right over there in that corner and start vocalizing those those prayers, there is power in that sound. There is power that is released. There is power in the word of God that I'm singing to him. There's power in the word of God that I'm praying out loud to him because there is power in our sound. And so, yes, God hears the prayers in our minds, but there is a shift in the atmosphere. There is something that happens when you allow yourself to be vocal before the Lord. And if you don't believe me, try it. Try it and let me know how it turns out for you because I guarantee that you will feel renewed and that you will feel a shift in your atmosphere when you vocalize your worship, when you vocalize your prayers before the Lord God Almighty. Now, what was God's response to this mighty shout that David released? He says, he heard me. He heard me from his holy hill. Selah. My God, this is a promise. This is a reality for you and I that God hears us. And not only does he hear us, but he responds 
Remember, David's enemies had said that God wanted nothing to do with David any longer and that God wouldn't help him anymore. But now David could gloriously say, I cried out to the Lord and he heard me from his holy hill. Because if you look at the details in, in 1 Samuel, where this is documented, or, or maybe it's 2 Samuel, it's in the Samuels, um, where this is documented in more detail, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark, the presence of God, it was left in Jerusalem because David ran up to the mountain to worship. And he said, no, leave the Ark there. If God is for me, he's still going to hear me. And so God heard him from his holy hill. So by David saying this, it felt so miraculous that even though he wasn't before the altar, that he was still in a place that God could hear him, that he could hear me from all the way over there. Wow, this is amazing. So even though that David might have been forced out of the capital, David knew that it wasn't Absalom who was enthroned on God's holy hill. He said Absalom may be trying to steal what is not his. He's trying to steal what is rightfully mine. He's trying to steal my calling. He's trying to steal my anointing. He's trying to steal my land, but he is not taking it rightfully. And God is still enthroned. The Lord himself himself still held that ground and David heard and God heard his servant David see no matter the threat against your life no matter how the enemy may try to make you believe that he's in control that he's stealing your potential that he's stealing your ministry that he's stealing your family he is not God is still enthroned, God is still in control, and God still hears his servants from his holy hill. My God, does this get anybody else pumped up? Because this gets me pumped up. The enemy was trying, and even though it, the enemy was using David's own son to cause this confusion, to cause this rebellion, God said, I still hear my servant David. I still hear him because he's worshiping to me, because he's choosing to run to me, because he's lifting up his voice to me, and I have heard him. And what is the evidence of that? We also know that David wrote in Psalm chapter four, verse three, he said, but know that the Lord has set apart for himself, him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. You see, we are set apart when we are godly, when we are righteous, when we are righteous through Jesus Christ, when we are children of God, we are set apart and God hears us. I, I talked about it on Monday night, like this analogy that yes, God hears everybody. He knows what every everything that's going on. He knows every detail. He wants all of us to be saved, but his ears are especially perked up to his children that are washed in the blood of Jesus. It's like going to a park. And if you're at a park with your children, you can hear the sound, the rumbling of all the children playing. There's a general sound that's happening. There's a general murmuring and laughter, maybe cries coming from every single direction. But I'm going to tell you that if your child starts to cry, even if there's a thousand mothers in that place, you hear your own child say, mama, mommy, you're gonna, your ears are gonna perk up and you're gonna go, that's my baby. That's my baby. Where's my baby? I need to go to my baby. That's my baby's cry. 
That is how I believe that the Lord responds to us. He hears the general murmuring of the earth, but when he hears one of his children cry out, he goes, that's my child. That's my son. That's my daughter. What is it that my son needs? What is it that my daughter needs? And I am going to respond because the Lord hears when his children call to him. I feel the presence of the Lord, my God. My God, he hears you when you call. And after he cried out, after the Lord heard, what is the evidence of this? He has some sweet sleep. After David cried out, he says he lay down and he slept in verse five. David slept in peace. In other words, he said, I've made my cry. I believe that God has heard me. Now I'm going to rest while my God works this out. I am going to rest because I know that God is protecting me in the night. And after he slept, he said, and then I awoke for the Lord sustained me. That was the second part of verse five. So think about it. David did not die in his sleep. He lived to see another day because the Lord sustained him. Even though there were people after him, even though there were people trying to kill him, he could sleep in peace, not worrying what was going to happen to him because he believed, I've offered up my praise. I've offered up the sacrifice of my worship. I believe that the Lord has heard me and I am going to rest. David points out some blessings that we often take for granted. Sleep is a blessing. Sleep is a blessing because again, David could have spent all night worrying. He could have spent all night afraid. He could have been thinking about strategies of what he was going to do, but instead he chose to rest and trust in the Lord and God let him rest. And then not only did he let him rest, but he was able to wake up. Waking up is another blessing because even in that vulnerable position of sleeping when your enemies are after you and David woke up unharmed. The fact that you woke up this morning is a privilege that not everyone on this planet was given today. There were some people who died in their sleep today. There were some people who only God knows what may have happened to them while they were sleeping. But you and I, if you're listening right now, you not only slept, but you woke up. Everything in your body functioned as it was supposed to. Your respiratory system, your brain, your heart, all these things were continuing to operate while you rested, while you slept. Some people's hearts did not do that today. Some people's systems do not operate perfectly, but yours did. And you woke up and that alone is an is a reason to offer up your praise to God and say, my God, you sustained me in the night. You sustained, sustained me while I slept. Praise be to God. And God sustains. He's a God who sustains us. To sustain means to strengthen or to support not only physically, but also mentally. So David was strengthened and he was supported in these night hours, not only physically, but also mentally. Because think about how he woke up the next day. He woke up well rested. He woke up renewed. He woke up courageous. And how do we know that? Let's look at verse six again. Verse six says, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me all around. I'm not going to be afraid. He woke up 
up courageous. He woke up renewed in his trust in the Lord. And God sustains us in our sleep too. Again, like I said, just the fact that you woke, you wake up to see another day is a reason to sing. It is a reason to worship. And the same God who sustains us in our sleep will also sustain us in our difficulties, not only physically, but mentally. And for that reason, we do not have to be afraid either. Not so. Again, I believe that David was sustained in two ways. He was sustained physically that he was not killed by his enemies, but he was sustained mentally because he woke up in a different mindset. He woke up not worrying about all the people against him as he talked about in verse one. But now he says, I ain't going to be afraid if there's 10,000 of people against me. I don't care how they've increased anymore. I don't care how many are against me because I serve a God that hears from a holy hill and I serve a God that sustains me in the night hours. I got to breathe. I wish you guys could talk to me back (laughs) because I am just like so fired up. Okay, I'm going to look at the chat then. Yes, God is still enthroned. Amen and amen. Yes, he knows my voice. Yes, yes, the Lord hears our cry. Then we rest as God works on our behalf. We offer up our praise and sacrifice and let God do what only he can do. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all for those those comments on Facebook. Praise the Lord. Tahiri, God bless you over on Instagram. All right, let's keep going. When we, when we trust in God's promises, we too can sleep like a baby. Trusting Father God is shielding and protecting us from all harm. Now, when I say we can sleep like a baby, I'm not talking about that newborn sleep where you, where the baby wakes up every two hours crying. No, I'm talking about that sleep, that mental state of sleep that that baby's not worrying about the next day. They're not worrying about whether or not mommy or daddy are going to be there. They're not worrying about whether or not they're protected. They trust that their mother's coming when they cry and they trust that their father is there covering and protecting them when they need them, that they sleep without a worry. That is how my children sleep. They don't worry about whether or not the bills are going to be paid. They don't worry about whether or not there's going to be food the next morning. They assume that I've got it covered. They assume that I have them covered in every area. They wake up saying, what's for breakfast? They don't wake up saying, do we have breakfast? Right? So can we go to the Lord and not say, God, are you going to provide for today? Instead, we can come to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you have? for me today. I'd want to trust in God and rest in his promises like a child. My God. And so again, revelation of this type of protection and God as a sustainer and God as a God who hears us. This is revelation through experience. Remember last week I said that David knew New Testament realities ahead of his time. He knew things before it was normal to know these things. And this is yet another example because before it was written by the apostle Paul, David knew the truth of Romans 8.31. He knew if God is for us, who can be against us? If God can hear me from his holy hill, I'm not going to worry about these people coming against me. With God sustaining him, 
David knew that he could stand against any foe. And he knew this because in his moment of betrayal and hurt, he ran to the presence of God. He did not run to his advisors. He didn't think of a strategy for defeating them. He ran to the presence of God and offered a sacrifice of praise. And because of that's what he did, he re was revealed another aspect of God's character as a sustainer, a protector of those who cry out to him. My God. Gidget says, thank you, Lord. Selena, to trust is to rely on his strength, his ability, his resources, and not our own. Yes, 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 Ruth. Hallelujah. David also wrote Psalm 27, 1 that says, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my light and my salvation and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I'm not going to fear anybody if I've got the Lord lighting my path, if I've got the Lord saving me, I don't have to fear. So here now, after this moment comes verse seven. Remember, there's a lot going on in these verses, but David yet hasn't actually given up a prayer request. He has presented his case. He's, he's given a revelation of God. He's praising God. But now verse seven is the request, is the prayer request. He says, arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. See, this statement recalls words from Numbers chapter 10, verse 35, that says, so it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered and let those who hate you flee before you. See, this was a military phrase. This was a war cry. This was a call that was made to rally God and all of Israel for battle. Moses did this because he put the Ark of the Covenant before the army and then said, God, you're going to fight. God, you rise up and save us. You rise up, O oh Lord, and let our enemies be scattered. Because if it's an enemy against Israel, it's an enemy against God. If it's an enemy against me, it's an enemy against God. And let those who hate you flee before you. Now, once again, going to what I was talking about before, do you think that this was a passive part of David's song to the Lord? Do you think he was just going, arise, O Lord, save me, O God? No, this was likely a powerful moment of worshipful warfare. He was likely going, arise, O Lord, save me, oh my God, because David was calling on God to go forth to defend him, to defend Israel, and to lead them all to victory. We have to think of our worship in these moments as battle cries, as war cries. Numbers also said, and, and the reason, my God, the reason that, they, that uh, Moses even did this every time they went out to battle is because earlier in Numbers, I think it's even in Numbers chapter 10, it might be either 10 or 9, that God gave them instructions for how to go to battle. And he said, when you go to war against the people, oh, you know, I'm going to find it for you because I want to say it to you perfectly. My God. Yes, it is in Numbers 10, just a little earlier up. Hold on. 10, 9. That's why I have the 9 in my head. Numbers 10, verse 9 says, 
When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and you will be saved from your enemies. Sound an alarm. Sound an alarm with the trumpets. Sound an alarm along with the trumpets my god what do we say before cry aloud lift up your voice like a trumpet this is our war cry worship is warfare when you go you have to sound an alarm and god will respond you will be rem remembered and saved from your people so this is what we need to sing to this week this is what we need to sing we got to say arise oh lord save me oh my god Hallelujah, because he will hear you. He will hear you from his holy hill and he will respond and save you from your enemies. Yes, our God is, a, is our champion and he goes before us. My God. And so not only was this revelation through experience, but this was also confidence through David's experience. Because now after he says, arise, O Lord, save me, oh my God. He, verse seven says, for you have struck all of my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. David's mind in this moment, and therefore the words in his song were both on what he trusted God to do. I trust that you're going to arise. I trust that you're going to save me, but also on what God had already done for him. God had previously struck all his enemies on the cheekbone. God had previously broken the teeth of the ungodly. What makes it is not going to be any different now. God's the same. So knowing what God had already done, it gave David the confidence to believe in what God would do for him once again. And these words, they speak of the total domination and defeat of David's enemies. You got to think about what this means. Think of this imagery. Lord, you struck my enemies on the cheekbone. You've broken the teeth of the ungodly. This is imagery of God literally punching David's enemies in the face. This is powerful. This is powerful that, that God would extend his mighty arm, that God would roll up his sleeves and outstretch his arm to strike David's enemies in the face. This is a little aggressive, but this is what David saw. This is what David experienced. And this is what we can know because David sang it to the Lord. God breaks down the power of our enemies. He breaks down the power of his words and lies of the enemy. If, if God strikes the mouth of your enemies, you think that enemy is going to be able to speak again? You think that enemy is going to be able to spew those lies any longer? No, because God broke their teeth in. God broke their cheekbone. That enemy is no longer speaking the lies that they spoke before. That's the kind of God I need to show up in my life. I need to make a mighty shout unto God. I need to cry out with all of my might. I need to say, arise, oh Lord, save me, oh my God, so that that God is the one who responds. That is that God who comes and strikes my enemies right in the face. My God, God is hands on. God is hands on. 
So David was seeking God's protection once again, but more than protection, he wanted his enemies defeated once again. The same way you did it before, I'm gonna need your God to do it again. David was seeking victory in God. He knew that he could not do it. He knew that only victory came from the Lord. And then verse eight, David says, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. This is how he ends this song that he sang on this mountain when he's hiding from his son who is trying to steal his anointing, trying to steal his place. David knew where to find salvation. Real help, real help comes from Yahweh. Real help comes from Adonai. Real help comes from the Lord. David understood that salvation, both in the ultimate sense, but also in the immediate sense that he needed in that moment, that it was God's property, that salvation belongs to the Lord. So to be saved, one must deal with the Lord himself. One must go to the Lord for salvation because he's the owner of salvation. Isn't that so powerful? And the Hebrew word that's used here for salvation is Yeshua, Yeshua with an H at the end of it. If you have, the, if you're on Facebook, you'll see that I have it spelled out here. So it is used 60 times in the Psalms to mean deliverance, to mean salvation, to mean rescue. And as we know, it is also the variant form of the name of Jesus, Yeshua, without the H at the end. Yeshua with the H is the word that means deliverance and salvation and rescue. The name Yeshua is Y-E-S-H-U-A. So this is pointing us to where our salvation is found. When you call out on the name Yeshua, you are declaring that salvation and deliverance belong to the Lord. You are calling out on that blessing to come upon you because God's deliverance is a blessing that is upon those who call on Jesus. If you need deliverance, if you need safety, if you need salvation, you can only call on the name of Jesus because salvation is a blessing that is only upon the people of God, the people who know who to call out to, who know where salvation is found. It's in Yeshua. Jesus even says in the New Testament, we know that he says that deliverance is the children's bread. To be delivered, to be fully saved, to be rescued from the powers of darkness is to be, you need to become a child of God first to be able to receive this. And how do we become a child of God? We call on the name of Jesus. Acts 2, 21 says, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Yeshua, shall be saved. This is how we get saved so that we can then be delivered and rescued and set free from everything that we were once held bondage of. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. It is only in Jesus. It is only in Yeshua. 
If you're looking to, to fix your problems in another direction, in another name, if you're looking to go to somebody else, through somebody else, no, no, no. That's not where salvation will be found. That's not where deliverance shall be found. That's not where rescue shall be found because the word tells me that there's no other name that can save me. It is only through the name of Yeshua. Acts 16, 31 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the master, Yeshua. If you believe and call on him, you shall be saved. David also wrote Psalms 32, 7. He says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I love saying Selah. Now, again, this is a different Psalm, but doesn't Psalm 3 and Psalm 32, verse 7, make sense? right? They go together. Isn't this a perfect example? David fled from his enemies to worship God. And what did he find? He found a safe hiding place. He found a place where he could worship, lay it all out, sleep, wake up, and be safe. He was sustained and he was preserved from trouble. And David was surrounded by a song of deliverance. This situation released a new song that was written and that it testified of God's saving power. I wrote a whole chapter in my book, Worship, Are You Making a Sound? About worship being a key to deliverance. I know that this is intertwined. I know that this is critical. I know because of my own experience that worship and a worshipful atmosphere is a key to deliverance. And I want, I want, I want to share a few excerpts from the book with you today. Because I could have reworded it, but I'm like, let me just write it here and share it with you. From that chapter, it says, deliverance through song comes when we choose to give God all glory and remain confident in him as our protector and deliverer. Remaining silent or worse, using our voice to curse our situations or focus on the negative will only cause us to slip deeper into darkness and despair. Instead, we must cry out to the Lord in praise, worship, and supplication for him to move. And the Lord promises to hear us. We are not just praising, worshiping, shouting, or even crying out to an empty sky. Jehovah Mephalti, the Lord, my deliverer, hears every single one of our pleas, every single time that we decide to move forward in confidence of his great power. He promises to deliver us out of all of our troubles. Not some, but all. Our past deliverances are ground for a future hope. 
because we have experienced his delivering power firsthand, we will be able to remain in hopeful expectation that the same God who delivered us before can do it again. We will also have a testimony to share with others going through the same situation we were able to overcome in the past. To this day, we rely on the hope that we find so clearly in the book of Psalms. So many of these hymns are songs of deliverance written by David. They're proclamations of how the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his many enemies. The faithful deliverance that David received over and over again still gives hope to generation after generation of people. End quote. Isn't that powerful that we can be sitting here today on this afternoon contemplating and being empowered and being uh, just fired up because of a song that David released in that moment? If David didn't know these kingdom keys, if David didn't know how to receive salvation, if David didn't know that it was a good idea to praise God even in the midst of great trial, we wouldn't, have, we, we wouldn't be here right now talking about this. But because he knew and because he sang it out loud and because he then wrote it down so that others could know and also sing it, we're still talking about it thousands of years later. That's the kind of a legacy that I want to have. I want to have a legacy that my children's children's children will still sing the songs that I sang when I am worshiping here today. The songs that I've written and will write because of what I've experienced in the presence of the Lord, because of what I've experienced in my life, that my children's children's children down to the fourth generation shall say, I'm still singing the song and I still believe in God because my great, great grandmother did too. And because she wrote it down and because she sang it and because she believed, I believe too. Can we leave that type of legacy for our children and our generations. Now, guys, you know I could talk about this all day long, so I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause here. And let's talk about some practical application. I know there's been a few more, ch the chat here on Facebook is beautiful, I love it. Um, hallelujah, he is almighty. Yes, Yeshua is Yeshua. Salvation is found only in Jesus, Yeshua HaMessiah, yes. Yes and amen. Um, my iPad here is about to die, so I'm just, just give me a minute to plug this in so I don't lose anything. My God. My God. So what? What are you taking away from today? Please tell me in the chat. What are you taking away? What is that nugget of what God has spoken here today that you're like, I'm going to grab that one and I'm going to take it home with me. I'm going to grab that one and I'm going to take it into my prayer closet. I'm going to grab that and I am going to allow God to work in me. Let me know in the chat. <clears throat> Couple of things that I wanna make sure you don't leave here without. Remember at the beginning, we talked about the standard that David praised God was up here, right? Let's ask God to increase our capacity to worship him with all of our might. 
I am just going to assume that we can all go up a level. I am going to assume that we could all stretch and go deeper in our devotion to the Lord. And I think that God answers this kind of prayer. I know that he answers this kind of prayer to say, God, I want to go deeper with you, that I want to worship you even more, increase my capacity, increase the strength of my spirit to be able to squash the flesh in those moments that say, oh, that's enough. Don't get too crazy. You're wearing cute shoes today. No, don't mess up your makeup. Don't get all crazy. You don't want to look like them. No, you're going to, if we ask God to increase our capacity, those thoughts won't stand and we'll be able to enter into deeper worship with the Lord. Remember, please remember that God is still enthroned and he's especially enthroned in your praise. I mean, that is Psalm 22, which we're going to we're going to talk about that another day because it's one of the messianic psalms and we're going to put those together. But believe that God hears you when you cry out. Cry out to God. I cry out. Go into your prayer closet and be vocal. Be vocal and allow God to be enthroned in your praise and allow him to transform and speak to you and remind you and sustain you through whatever it is that you are going through. Sister uh, Elaine, which I think is Sister Rebecca in the chat, she says, I want God to fill me with joy and song like he filled David. I want to be a radical worshiper. Yes, sister, amen, me too, me too. As I said before, let your worship be your war cry. You can stir up God to move on your behalf. Sing to the Lord, arise, O Lord, and save me. The other day we were talking about this in our Monday night discussion. Sister Janice says, I don't know, arise, O Lord, and save me might be the new t-shirt. I think it could be because what a powerful statement, what a powerful war cry that we need to take advantage of and see God move in our situations. Remember that salvation belongs to the Lord. It's the only place that you can find salvation. So if you've never accepted Jesus, please, right now, surrender your life to Jesus Christ, to Yeshua. He is the one and the only Savior. And today is the day of salvation. And maybe you have already accepted the Lord. You believe in your heart that he is Lord. You've confessed your sins. You say, yes, I serve you, God. But I'm going to also say that it's also time to renew your faith. Renew your faith that salvation and deliverance and help only comes from God Almighty through his son, Jesus Christ. You can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own abilities. You can't do it or find it in anyone or anything else. It must only come from the Lord. Run to him and you will see that he will show you how to overcome and you will be sustained by the Lord. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. And you know, I say this all the time. This is my tagline. Are you making a sound? Are you making a sound? Does do you direct your voice to the Lord? Do you cry out to him? Do you worship 
pray, dance with all your might. He is waiting to hear from you. Pastor Selena in the chat says, I will sing a new song unto the Lord and believe him for deliverance of all situations and life circumstances. Amen. I agree with you on that as well. Let him surround us with songs of deliverance. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly, Heavenly Father, God. You are so awesome. You are so powerful. And I just thank you so much for this time, my God. Lord, I know that you have spoken and you've moved in a powerful way during this lunchtime live, God. And I just thank you. I thank you for igniting me, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me. Because, Lord, I... In my own strength, Lord, I was tired. I was, you know, feeling rushed this morning, not knowing if I could do this. But God, you are faithful. You are faithful that if we just show up, that you sustain us and you give us the strength, Lord. And you're, you're here with us if you allow us to, to receive from you, God. And Lord, as much as I've spoken it out, Lord, I receive it inward, my Lord. I receive your word that you spoke through me today, Father God. Lord, increase our capacity, God. Lord, increase our, 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 our levels. Let us go from glory to glory, Lord. Lord, I want to see you more. I want to experience you more. I want to praise you more. I don't want to care about what others think about me. I don't want to care, Lord, about anyone else's opinions. I just want to be at your feet. I want to dance before your presence with all my might. I want to worship you with all that I have. I want to leave it all at your feet, God, and that my worship would be pleasing unto you, that it wouldn't be pointing fingers to me, but it'd be pointing fingers straight up to you, that all eyes would see you through the kind of worship that I release onto your throne, that my worship would be sweet smelling aroma, God, that points people to you, that when my light, when I enter into a room, that the worship that I release, God, that it smells like you, God, that it smells like Jesus, that it smells like Lord, like your presence. Let your aroma fill every space, God. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you, my God. You are worthy of every praise and every honor and every glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, surround us with songs of deliverance, God. Hallelujah. My God. God is good. God is good. Come on. Give him a little amen in the chat. Let me know. A little couple of hand claps, something. My God. Praise the living God. All right. couple of announcements and then prayer requests. It's just one o'clock right now, so I can stay on for a little bit longer. So please be sure to put in any prayer requests in the chat. So um, if you're officially registered for this online Bible study, then check your email. I did send out the PDF download yesterday. Um, you can also log into the workshop to get the whole presentation. Please use it. Please go back and review when you're alone time or share it with someone else. If you're from another church or have your own small group Bible study, use it. Feel free to use it. You don't got to worry about trademarks or anything like that. Like, please just use it. It's not, I'm not worried about copyright. I'm just, I put this stuff together so that it can be used. Um, if you have a, a login to our workshop, you can log into the workshop, go to week three in this specific study, and you can get the downloads from there. You can also get the journal principles and the note pages. Um, and then I will be loading up this replay video 
into there as well. So if you want to, if you missed the beginning, want to go back, please, please feel free to find it all there in the workshop. And if you want to be registered for this online Bible study so that you can get the Zoom link for Monday night discussions, which are fun too, because we're, you know, interactive, getting other people's ideas and conversations. Um, please feel free to register at soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. If not, please join us for these Wednesday recaps or log into the workshop to get the recaps and all of the downloads. Um, as I mentioned, I do this Wednesday recap. As long as there's a Monday night Bible study, I'm here on Wednesdays for the lunchtime live at 12 o'clock Eastern time, both on Facebook and on Instagram. Instagram is just my face. Facebook, you get the whole presentation and a little bit of my face, which... <laughs> Again, doesn't matter. I just want to get this out there. Um, next week, we, uh, as, as you know, the way that we're handling this um, Bible study is that we're taking the sub books of the Psalms in chunks. So we're right now focusing on the Psalms 1 through 41. And so next week, we're going to be looking at a couple of Psalms that help us to remember that David was free to express himself. Okay, week four, freedom of expression. God's not afraid of your big feelings. Okay, God does not turn away someone who comes before him with an, a raw heart, an honest heart. And that is what we're going to see and watch as again, that deliverance comes through. Hallelujah. Um, my God, thank you. It's a couple of the chats coming through. Selena says, we honor you, Sarah Marie, and thank you for your consistency in feeding the flock. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. A couple of amens. Amen. My little, um, Rebecca says, my little one listens with me. She is one and she is saying hallelujah. Yes, yes, I love that. Love that so much. All right, so join us next week, okay? Whether on Monday night, Wednesday, or anywhere in between, please do. And if you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship Ministry, I encourage you to do, the, do so. Hit that follow on Facebook. Instagram, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm also loading the audio of this recap into Apple Podcasts, into my podcast. So if you want to listen again on your way to work or in the car, um, it's going to be loaded there too. That's again, something new I'm doing with this study, but the Lord just keeps just saying, you don't have to work harder, just work smarter, right? You're already on live here. You can put this video and use the audio and get it in different areas and make sure that the word of God is going in all directions. Um, again, feel free to subscribe on podcasts, subs uh, get, create a login to our online learning portal. And if you feel led to support the ministry, you can sew into solo worship at soulofworship.com forward slash partner so that we can continue to go bigger and go more and do more all these plans that the Lord keeps depositing in my head. Um, or you can support the ministry shop by going to soulofworship.com forward slash shop. I want to thank everyone who participated in our Thanksgiving sale and Cyber Monday and all that stuff. Um, I just really appreciate it. And I thank you for your support. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, that sale actually is over. The slide that came up is from the other day. Um, but you can also learn about the power of worship. I know I quoted from week six of the worship. Are you making a sound book? If you don't already have this book, please get it. Like, I know that God has done some powerful things with this book and that he's not done with it. So you can get the book at soulofworship.com forward slash book. Or if you want the book and the pre-recorded video lessons, you could go to soulofworship.com forward slash course. Um, just for a donation to the ministry, you get the video lessons and the book. Um, so again, take advantage of the hours and the time that I've invested in this to be able to share it with others. Cause I, and I say this not to boast, but I say this because God keeps telling me 
don't stop talking about it. You need to keep pushing it. And I'm going to keep pushing it because it's what he gave me six years ago now. And it's for this time. So please come and grab it if you don't already. Um, also, help us spread the word. Sister Janice, uh, she gave, had this great idea. She was like, we should make a flyer and go old school and put it out there in grocery stores and, you know, bulletin boards at library. Like, you just never know um, who will find it and want to take advantage of it. So we created this um, uh, PDF flyer. And so it's, it has the information for the online Bible study, um, the QR code. All they got to do is use their phone to get the um the registration page. And so we just want to uh, really blow up this Bible study and see what God can do. And so um, you can download this, print it out yourself, cut along those little vertical lines at the bottom and post it in your community. You never know who will see it and you never know whose life you can dramatically change because they saw this flyer and they receive, you know, the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, if you want to grab this, I've added it to my Facebook. I added it to my Instagram. It's also on the online Bible study registration page all the way at the bottom. Um, or just send me an email or a message and I'll send it to you. Um, and again, it doesn't matter where it's posted because this is an online Bible study and anyone across the whole nation can join us. And so, or the world, anyway, I, I, we've had people join us from Australia before on our, and Pakistan on our Monday night Bible study. So anyone can join. So again, help, let's do, make this like a whole grassroots campaign. Let's get it out there and see what God will do. Amen. All right. How can we pray for you? Are there any specific prayer requests um, from those who are still on with me that we can unite with you and present unto the Lord? Because as we learned today, we cry out to the Lord and he hears us and he answers us from his holy hill. So let's believe that and put that into practice. Um, so I'll stay on for a couple minutes, see if anything comes through and we will present to the Lord. If you're watching this on a replay, please feel free to still put in a prayer request or if something's a little bit more private and you wanna send it to me directly, please do as well. Um, you can send me uh, chats and we will pray. And you'll, for those who have done that before, you know that when I get it, I, as long as I'm able, I'm not like in the middle of something crazy or driving, I will stop and either send you an audio prayer or actually type out a prayer because um, I believe that it's important to pray in that moment when a prayer request comes through. So I know that Facebook and Instagram is a little bit delayed, so I'm going to give it a couple minutes, see if there's anything. But if not, I will bless you in the name of Jesus and we will continue on with our day. My God, God, you're so good. God is good. Amen. 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 Yes. Let's do that. Yes. Okay. They're coming through. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come in agreement with my sister, Rebecca, Father God, Lord, she's praying and asking for salvation for her husband's family, his parents and siblings. Father God, Lord, we know that salvation belongs to you. We know, Lord, that you, that only through Jesus Christ can we be saved through the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, I am praying for specifically Rebecca's husband, his family, his parents and siblings. Lord, I pray that you would open up their hearts, God. Open up their hearts, Father God, so that they can understand you, so that they can be made aware of their need for you. That they, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you be the one to bring them conviction so that they could have 
have this, this uneasiness until they come to you, Father God, that they would start wanting to seek you, that they would want to know that there's something bigger and greater, that there is a need, Lord. Let them feel that uneasiness in the state that they're currently in and then that they would go and find you lord because your word says that when we seek you we shall find you and so lord i pray that you would allow them Lord, to get that feeling and that you would open up their hearts so they be, then be receptive to understand and that their spirit would understand and that you would activate with them in them belief, Lord, that they would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And then, Lord, I pray that you would use Rebecca and that you would use her husband and that we use anyone that you want to use to speak truth into their life, Lord, and that as those seeds of truth get planted in, Lord, that you, someone else would come and water it and then that lord you would bring the increase of that faith and that you will save that entire household that entire lineage right now in jesus name Lord, we also come in agreement with Pastor Selena. She says, prayer for our children's minds. Yes, Lord, Lord, we pray for freedom. We pray for deliverance over the minds of our children, Father God. Lord, we pray that, that you would allow your perfect peace to be upon each and every one of our children. Lord, that they would be able to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Lord, we pray that you would allow, Father God, God, that our children to be able to know your truth, Lord, that they would not be easily persuaded by the lies of this world, but that they would know your truth and be able to have discernment, my God. I pray for a spirit of discernment to overcome all of our children so that they would be able to see things as they are, that they would be able to identify the tricks of the enemy and that they would not fall for them, my God. Lord, that they would submit to you, that they would resist the enemy and that he would flee from them, my Lord. Lord, this is your word. Lord, we pray for salvation over our children. We pray for their minds to be sustained by you, my Lord. And we believe that you will continue to protect them, that you will continue to seal them, Lord, that you would protect their ear gates and their eye gates, my God, that they would only be able to see your truth, my Lord. Lord, and I pray for us parents, that you would continue to give us wisdom, Lord, to be able to parent our children into the way that they should go so that even when they grow old, they shall not depart from it, my God. And so, Lord, I pray for wisdom. Help us to be um, good parents, God. Help us to reflect your love, to reflect your grace, to reflect, my God, everything that you are in the way that we parent our children in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, we also come in agreement with Jim and Maria. Lord, prayer for the elderly and those who are lonely. May the Lord send angels to provide moral and spiritual support to those who truly need to feel loved. Yes, my Lord, send your people. Send your people to minister to those who are lonely and who need you, my God. Lord, give us eyes to see them, Lord. Lord, that we would not just go about our day without noticing the people that you want us to minister to, my God. Lord, open up our eyes to see, Lord, the need. Open up our eyes. Give us a vision, Lord, for not only to see the need, but that we would be filled with compassion to meet their needs, to take action, my God. Give a strategy to meet the needs of the elderly, Father God, and those who are lonely, Lord. Lord, that we could be your hands and feet, that you would allow us to be used to bring love, to bring comfort, to bring joy, to bring food, to bring whatever it is that is needed in that moment, God. Lord, let the church 
church arise. Let the church arise to do what you have called us to do in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord, will continue to pray for my mother-in-law, Father God, prayers for trusting in God's plan that he continues to guide her, my God. Lord, I, I come in agreement with this prayer. Lord, I present my mother-in-law to you, Father God. Lord, she trusts you and she loves you and she wants to please you, my God. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to sustain her, Lord. Lord, she's seen your sustaining hand. She has seen your, provide, your provision, God. She has seen in your favor, Lord. And I pray that you would continue to, to deliver her from every single one of her fears, that you would continue to deliver her from every single one of her troubles, my God, that you will continue to provide and lead her in every step, Lord. Lord, that you would continue to open up doors for her, God, that you would continue to open up her capacity. Lord, increase her capacity for more, God, increase her capacity for more, that she would be able to see and understand the vision for her life, the purpose for her life, Lord, what you want her to do in this next season of her life. I believe, Lord, that there is more for her. Lord, I believe that there is more, and I'm asking for you to increase her capacity to handle it, God, increase her capacity to do more, to be exactly who you've called her to be, to be exactly where you want her to be, God. Open up those doors. Lord, I believe and I pray for your blessing and your favor upon her and her household, Lord. Lord, because this is also my lineage. This is my family. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to break every chain, that you would continue to bring your power and your love, Lord, that you would continue to bring your peace and your and your comfort and your unity, Father God, to be, to be just enveloped in all of us, Father God. Lord, I pray for breakthrough in every area, my God. I pray for peace, sound minds right now in the name of Jesus over the entire household, over the entire family, over the entire, all relatives, God. Lord, we can pray for this, Lord, that it would start with us and that your blessings would cover all of us, God. Lord, we thank you and we trust you in Jesus' mighty, mighty name, Lord, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. My God, my God. So, so good. Whew. Well, I think that is everything for today. Lord, I can, in the name of Jesus, I bless you all. I pray you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Um, and if you need anything, you know where to find me. Amen. You're very welcome. Thank you for those joining today. And if you haven't already shared this live, tag some people in it, share it in your Instagram story because I know that God has spoken and that he will continue to speak to everyone who watches on replay as well. So we thank you um, again and I love you all and we'll see you again soon. All right. So uh, continue to stay plugged into the study. It's super powerful and I know that God is moving. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. God bless you, Gidget. Amen. Amen. Yes, everyone have a wonderful day. God bless you all. We'll see you soon. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. 
The link is also in the show notes. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.